Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels, and it actually is F1 podcast. It is Paul here in the same room as... Sean. And Chris. We're back in the same place. We are. In one room. All in the, all in the same room, just the three of us tonight. Uh, Lee's probably asleep by now. Or has COVID. <laughs> Which, as there aren't any cases on the island, that's probably what he wants you to think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, let's not, let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no. He did start isolating before anyone had to isolate, didn't he? That reminds me of the thing from Blackadder where the captain of the ship started drinking the urine before the water ran out. <laughs> <laughs> it was the salmon moose. I miss that t-shirt. Yeah, it was a great t-shirt. <laughs> well, that was the longest pre-season ever. Yeah, so uh, pre-season testing was, was it February or March? I can't remember. It was February. It was the week after we came back from Barcelona. Right, so... Uh, 1860, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... A long time ago now and uh it's been a few months but it's actually genuinely race week we have had one of those one of the preview shows before yeah right. we've been here before it yeah, could we have. go wrong <laughs> our second first race preview of the season well we, uh, we we previewed the australian grand prix uh way back in march which was obviously cancelled right before the fans were due to be let in for fp1 um we could have just redone the same podcast again yeah but we'd have to um cut out a syllable from yeah. every time we mentioned the race so that would have been ale that would that would have been harder work than actually doing a fresh preview possibly let's <laughs> uh, yeah plus we don't have craig scarborough with us this time so which means we have to provide all the facts and information Oh, we're burned. Cold, <laughs> cold, hard facts. Oh, no. And so, knowledge. So before we get going, I want to thank everyone for sticking with us during lockdown, but it all ends here. <laughs> yeah, no, really um, massive thanks to everybody who did um, stick with us through the lockdown podcast. We decided quite early on um, that we were just going to crack on and, and, and talk about whatever we could, whether there was any F1 news. Luckily, the, the, we were kind of drip-fed stuff, weren't we? Thank we were, you, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We were drip-fed news, weren't we? Really, sort of throughout the the lockdown. So we we kind of had stuff to talk about, things to speculate about, which is what we kind of do best. Really, um, we're a fan podcast, and you know, F one fan podcast for F one fans. So thank you so much for sticking around. Yeah, uh, we we honestly cannot thank you enough. I mean, I'm I'm still stunned that we actually managed to get through lockdown and only missed one one week out of the whole three months and that was nothing to do with with a lack of news it was because of technology and other issues yeah uh, I got stuck working and then the mixing desk died and we're on to mixing desk number four since lockdown started now yeah we are and hopefully this is working so far although people listening to us live on discord may say otherwise because it teething took, issues took a little yeah. bit of a jump start but we've only used it for the first time tonight right crack on um there's news there well, is. You'd expect there to be news. It's race week. Yeah, there is news. Um, what should we start with from the top of the list of the very small running order that we <laughs> that we created earlier? Yep. Um, new liveries. Yeah, new liveries. First, lo- firstly, for the Williams team, uh, after Rocket left. Um, well, Rocket left Williams, didn't they? It, it appears um, to be some, what happened. Someone stopped working with someone. Although Rocket are due to sign with Mercedes at any time. Apparently so. Yeah, Rocket. Um, uh, that that came out only a few days ago that that um, Mercedes looking to add another sponsor to their already giant haul of sponsors, 
Um, don't know where Rocket would quite fit in on the car um, or how that <laughs> would impact Mercedes, exactly, or how that would impact Mercedes' new livery. Um, but Williams were the first one to break cover with a new 2020 livery, which wouldn't have been the one that they were looking to start with, obviously, way back in March. Um, since the termination of the Rocket deal, they've had a chance to sort of redesign the livery. And I like it. It's this. It's the kind of like classic blue and white uh, Williams, like like white base with blue lines. It's kind of nice. It's clean. I think it's a really good looking car. Fine. Half the sponsors, half of the three sponsors on the car are uh, <laughs> Michael Latifi's um, businesses. Well, but, there's, there's there's one that we missed. I mean, there's Safina, which are the main sponsor, which is Michael Latifi's um, processed meat packaging company. Yes. Yep. Uh, there is Lavazza, who Michael Latifi has the distribution agreement through Canada and most of the US for, and is Nicholas Latifi's personal backer. And it's wonderful coffee, I have to say. I've got to admit, I do, I do like Lavazza. Uh, there is the Royal Bank of Canada, who I am guessing handle <laughs> all the Latifi family's money. No, because it's registered in, it's either Cayman or US Virgin Islands. The Royal Bank of Canada... <laughs> Is registered. No, in- Nadal, um, Nadal oh, Limited is registered in one of oh, they, they that cluster. The Latifi businesses. I totally misunderstood that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and ob- obviously, Acronis, who have been on the Williams car for quite some time. Yeah, the, um, they are a technical partnership and have been. Um, is it Data Analytics, Acronis? I think it's, it's, for, yeah, for big, big data. Yeah, but there's another one on the barge board. Um, which I should have looked up because it's a Japanese app manufacturer. An app manufacturer? Yeah, they have games... Uh, a uh, reputable not, one, or we thought, are we talking, like, Rocket? Uh, <laughs> no, they've, they've, been, they've, they've been producing, um, they've been producing apps and games for a while. I'm, I'm joking. You know, Rocket appear to produce a, a vast number of, of Rocket, things. I discovered while researching them the other day, have a Humphrey Bogart range of spirits. Okay. Which okay. I didn't well, they know also needed have an, to exist. Uh, as Paul found out the other day, Rocket also have an app where you can look at money this, and this films is, play. Humphrey Bogart drinks sponsor that app. Oh, do they? But okay. they are also owned by Rocket, so it's not really sponsoring. Yes, it's, that rock, that Rocket movies on your money app is weird. Jesus you, Christ. Why does that exist? Yeah, you install the app. I you, feel we've gone off on a tangent very early on it's, here, it's, but it's Rocket, worth it. It's part of F1. <laughs> They're going to be sponsoring Mercedes. You, put, you open the app... So it opens the camera on your phone. You hold your phone over a banknote. It doesn't work with Manx ones. And then it plays you a vintage 1920s cartoon or silent movie. Cool. You got a Tom and Jerry cartoon that, that didn't have Tom or Jerry in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got itchy and scratchy without either of them. Yeah, it, it, Worker and Parasite. Yeah. Um, so, yes, this other, this other sponsor is a company called Ponos, who... Um, Make mobile apps. Unfortunately, it sounds like one of the fake companies you can put on your car in the My Team thing. It on sounds F1 like a knockoff Sonos speaker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, how, how are we spelling this? P O N O S. Oh, it's literally like Sonos, but with a P. With a P. Yeah. yeah. Um, in some languages, it translates as honor, some as pride, and there is yeah. actually one language where it translates as diarrhea. So its number one apps appear to be something called Battle Cats and something called Heads Off. 
Heads off. Heads off. <laughs> nice. Come back, Sega. All is forgiven. But Christ. yes, anyway, the um, the Williams, white and blue. All, you know, the traditional Williams colours, because the car has been white and blue for all those seasons, except for the ones where it wasn't. Yeah. As I pointed out, pre-pod, yeah. Um, it, it looks good. I really hope that car is as fast as... It deserves to be. Yeah, I hope it's on the back of the of the midfield. We we said, didn't we? I think in our first um, preseason um, preview pod that we we kind of thought looking at the, at the preseason testing times, which are very difficult to judge anything from. But the Williams don't appear to be as far behind the rest of the field as they have been uh, in 2018 and um, definitely in 2019. Uh, they don't appear to be miles off the pace. It looks like they might be able to keep pace with um, Haas, maybe Alfa Romeo at times as well. So uh, some encouraging signs for Williams from preseason testing. Uh, some upgrades being brought by Williams as well as said to, to Austria, which is strange because they haven't had anything to test to upgrade. But anyway... Yeah, but don't don't forget, Austria is, <coughs> as we'll talk about when we do the preview, um, Austria is a fast, low downforce track, which is usually where they would bring, where they would plan to bring upgrades to, if it were to sit in its traditional slot of middle of the season. Yeah, so I mean the car that we the car that we saw in Barcelona would have been the bog standard middle of the road, neither high nor low downforce. Um, let's just make sure this thing works. Because that's why all the testing's done in uh, at Circuit de Catalunya, Barcelona, or however they're pronouncing it this week. Yeah. Um, because there's fast sections, there's, um, well, it's fast straights, fast corners, slow corners, so you need, um, you need a compromise setup. Austria is just out and out, put your foot down, brake, put your foot down, brake. Pretty much, yeah. There's a there's a little bit of a technical bit in the middle of the of the circuit, but not. But it's think, a short lap, remember as well. Yeah, it, I mean, it's what, about one minute, one minute three, one minute four, round about there. In qualifying, I think it's yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I think we're looking probably one minute nine for for the race. I can't really remember something around there. So it's you know it's a, it's a low downforce track. So yeah, you can you can understand why. Williams, amongst other teams, are going to be bringing upgrades because they will have planned, you know, they'll plan the upgrade path out for this car last year. Having I am having microphone issues. I headbutted it slightly, and now it won't stay still. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> Sean's got the excited microphone stand. Did you give it some tablets before we started? Possibly, very possibly. <laughs> <laughs> throw back, throw back to last week. Um, there's been Renault bringing um, three different upgrades to the car for the first race as well. So, I mean, they, like I said, these would have been planned last year. It's brave, though, because bringing three upgrades to the first race when you don't know if the, you know, you, don't, you surely need to know if one of them works first before you bring three of them. That's the thing, isn't it? If one of them doesn't work, you're then spending all of practice twatting about trying to figure out which yeah. bit isn't working whereas they had planned to bring them to three separate races that's the, yeah don't forget though what they're bringing to Austria is going to, is going to be lasting for two separate races yeah but what if it doesn't work that's the <laughs> well they'll bring the old parts as well yeah. surely and you know you can maybe compromise in the first race and know what you'd be able to get right in the second one maybe possibly but um, 
It's Renault, though, isn't it? That's the issue. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I mean, I I quite like the 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 new new. We talk about new liveries. I quite mm-hmm. like the the Williams livery, white with the flashes. I think it could do with just a little bit more blue, especially just towards the back end. It just looks a tiny bit unfinished. Yeah, bit more blue, maybe blue side pods or something. Do you know what I mean? Just just just. Give it, a, it might that be that of, they're leaving space for sponsors rather optimistically. Could be, yeah, you never know what Michael Latifi's got uh, hidden up his sleeve. Uh, Lots of money. Uh, Claire um, Williams. Pre- could, ham. Well, the thing is, don't forget that part of the William team, uh, Williams team is up for sale. So it uh, could be that, you know, okay, you can buy part of the team, but uh, your name is going, uh, you know, your name here, etc. For the, you know, was it Genie Capital who owned Lotus? Nobody knew what Genie was. It was just a hedge fund. Yeah, it was exactly. It was just a name that was on the car. Mm. It kind of looked good and filled up a lot of space. See also Rich Energy. Correct, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Who, it turns out, were ready to sponsor Williams a couple of seasons ago. That is probably the best bit of luck that Williams have had over the last few years. Yeah. What else? What else was I going to say? Oh yeah, Williams did say that. Uh, well, Clive Williams did put out the statement saying that um, when they announced the split from Rocket, that they uh, signed up with a new uh, a new media agency to look for uh, sponsors on the car. So it could be that you know the sponsors working in the wings just to see what the performance is like in the first couple of races. Maybe we'll get some new logos on the car in time for Silverstone because everyone wants to sponsor the car at the home race. Yeah, perhaps. Remember, Braun came to uh, Australia 2009 with just it was a white car with with a you know a, that highlight flash on it, and it didn't have. I think it might have had Virgin on it later in the season, but I don't think it had anything on it at the beginning of the year. Nothing. I think it was completely, mm. uh, completely. They bland. added like every race, didn't they? Something else seemed yeah. to turn up on that car. Yeah, yeah. It was just Braun GP, I think, on the engine cover, and that's all it said. No, <coughs> uh, oh dear, Paul. Oh but yes, yeah, so, they've been one of these days. But there is another new livery which was released today, Monday news. Monday, Monday news, and this one came as a shock because there was nothing. No, no, yeah. Well, the Williams one kind of came as a shock, but there was nothing. Sort of, there was no taunting going on. There was no teasing. Sort of like, oh, are we going to put a new livery on our car? It was just like, bang! Here's here's our new car. We're Mercedes, and our car is black this year. And team kit all black and, uh, as well. Well. The, well, the team kit usually is black, but even the overalls. Yeah, the race, the race kit as well. Overalls. Yeah, the race suits are going to be black as well. So, yeah, uh, Mercedes have done this to um, raise awareness and promote diversity within the sport. Supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, um, Lewis Hamilton being firmly behind that, and of course, he's just set up his foundation to uh, increase diversity in F one. Yep, which is. Um, it's not. I think it's just across all motorsport, isn't it? The Hamilton Commission. Yeah. Um, to find out why. Is it? Is it all, I didn't know it was all. Yeah, yeah. I think it's to find out why um, so few um, students from different backgrounds are, are brought into sort of engineering um, and you know it was science, technology, education, uh, not engineering and mathematics, STEM. They call it subjects, hmm. don't they? S T E M. Uh, why so few? Um, you know, students from from diverse backgrounds uh, are brought into these um, these kind of careers. Um, worth looking into, and I think Valtteri Bottas weirdly said it the best today in his uh, in his statement, which was uh, put out through Mercedes uh, Formula One team. Um, we know we're at our strongest when 
we reflect when our team reflects the society that we all live in um we have to be we have to be a diverse team to move forward faster than anyone else can't mm. really argue with that <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me yeah <laughs> but on the um on the subject of the car god it looks good it looks insanely good. I mean, I, I remember, I think I actually joked when Mercedes were about to launch their car way back in March. What colour is it going to be? Do we think it's going to be silver? And I think I said black, <laughs> just just as a laugh. <laughs> but no, obviously, we didn't know all of this was going to happen, but um, it, it is actually now black. Uh, I think, are all cars carrying the rainbow around the halo yeah, as well? That's yeah, the, uh, that's the uh, We Race Together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the um, which is the uh, the F the F one's drive for um, the only way I can describe it is stop being shit to anyone. Yeah, stop being a dickhead. Cause basically. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I will come out and say I do I do support Black Lives Matter, um, and I am firmly in favour of look. Just stop being an arsehole. Yeah, equality for you know for everyone. Let's put it that way. There you go. That's about as political as I, I want to get on here, because... Well, I, I saw something on Mercedes' post earlier on when they said, um, this is... Uh, you you guys are the silver arrows. I don't agree with this. This is racing, not politics. And Mercedes' uh, social media account responded with, this isn't politics, it's human rights. Again, you can't argue with that. No. But yeah, all the cars this year will be carrying the... Uh, the rainbow, which is a symbol that um, F1 have... Well, it's more than a rainbow. It's actually the uh, it's a, a ten-coloured rainbow uh, with one arc for every team in the official oh, colours that you see on the scoreboard. I that's have why not it looks, picked up on that. That's why it looks like a, a bit of a chunkier rainbow than you'd expect. Okay. It's got, ten, go. it's got ten different colours in there representing all the teams racing together. Yes. So that really makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah... Um, I really, really, really like the way the Mercedes livery looks. Although, as I said on Twitter earlier, last time Mercedes decided they were going to do something a little bit different with their livery, didn't go that well. <laughs> things, things went a bit this, wrong. But this, look, this, this is a season-long thing, isn't it? This is not just a novelty yeah, just, race. No, it's not just one where race. Where they're dressing up like random golfers yeah <laughs> yeah they're not dressing up like they're from the from the fall yeah. although to be fair I mean if if the Mercedes team are because you, you, some of the hierarchy don't they they wear the white shirts with the mm. Mercedes if they're all going to be wearing the black shirts and, and you know putting it all in keeping with the uh, with the new the new look uh, they are going to look a little bit like um you know the, the the they're going to look a little bit like Darth Vader's every single one of them like the pit crew <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, who was it? Was it uh, Jaguar? Did that? Or was it Red Bull? I think Jaguar. it was Red Bull. It might have been Jaguar. Before Red Bull with the Red Bull. with the stormtrooper helmets and and Darth Vader on the pit. Yeah, on the pit board. Yeah, I think that was Red Bull. I think that I was think Red Bull. I think it was. Oh yes, it was. Um, when there were Jaguar, it was the um, Ocean's Twelve with the diamond that went missing when in, Eddie Irvine in, stuck yeah. it in the uh, stuck it in the barrier at the hairpin in Monaco. <laughs> Film promotion doesn't often go well no. when uh, you do things like that in F1. Well, wasn't it Coulthard who ended up on the podium in a cape when Superman they were cape. when the they Superman were doing cape. a tribute to oh, what's his name, Prince Rainier? Was it? No, it was the. Um, it was the guy from Michelin. It was wasn't the, it? Uh, yeah, it was the um, MD of Michelin. But yeah, who, uh, in any case, wearing a cape to a minute's silence, 
not ideal. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I, I think that was particularly bad timing, and you could tell that he really didn't want to either be doing it or be there. You know, it was Red Bull's first podium it as was. well. It was, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. And... You know, obviously in the agreement, because the producers have... I mean, it wasn't even the good Superman. It was Superman Returns. Yeah, let's, let's, let's say about that, the better. And the producers had obviously paid Red Bull an absolute fortune to get them to promote it at Monaco, and then just that to happen. Yeah, one-off liveries can be, can be pretty cool, especially, you know, for, like, Monaco. I, I still think we should allow teams to just choose one race where they have either either, like, a retro livery or just, like, a different livery. Um, I'll say say not in other series because India and NASCAR allow that yeah I mean it would be quite cool if uh, at Monza for example or you know we will come to this in a little bit bit of time but if Ferrari do get their their thousandth GP in Italy this year as is sort of being touted at the moment uh, it would be cool to see them putting like a like a real retro livery on that Ferrari that would be cool a different shade of red sort of just scarlet red Um, but you know with like the white circle with a black number in it you know, rather than not the mid not the mid nineties. Oh, yeah, we've got Berger and Lacey driving for us. Oh, the car's shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only problem when you go all in like that, when it's a big anniversary event, as we saw with Mercedes, is yeah. you 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 do risk the rock star or wanker situation if it goes wrong, and you've been fannying about doing photos and yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Germany Mercedes did not look like rock stars. They did they look not. like wankers <laughs> <laughs> or vankers. Put that in. Uh, right, you, you mentioned um, you mentioned races in Italy. Yeah, we could be on for three now. Potentially, potentially three races in Italy. The current calendar, if I am correct, finishes at Monza on its original date, uh, September the sixth, something like that. Sixth or seventh. That 7th. sounds about right. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, Ferrari, that's Ferrari's 999th race in Formula One. Now, bearing in mind the 1,000th Formula One race was only China, was it, last year? Yeah. Um, so, you know, Ferrari been around for pretty much all of Formula One. They haven't missed an awful lot. Um, so they were desperate to have their 1,000th uh, race in Italy. Now, they tested uh, a lot of teams you will have seen doing, like, pre-seasons, uh, uh, um, pre-pre-seasons at different... Um, Reacclimatisation tests. Yeah, that's probably a great way of putting it if you're McLaren. Um <laughs> But yeah, Ferraris was at Mugello. A circuit they happened to own. Yeah, so they happened to own, uh, and they were very pleased, did a little bit of uh, media promo, as well as, um, you know, getting to getting to grips with the car again after however many months it's well, it was been. A, it was a 2018 car that they were running. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting they're not allowed to run the 2020 car, are they? Unless they're, only, doing, um, unless they're doing filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was only Alfa Tori, I think, used the, uh, used the 2020 car, and they had to use... Um, Special non-racing tyres weren't allowed to go out of fourth gear and could only do um, 100 kilometres in total in one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, potentially three Italian races. Mugello looks like it might be the one after Monza, a week, maybe two weeks after Monza. Uh, That would mean that Ferrari's 1,000th race in Formula 1 would be at a circuit that they own and also would be um, in Italy. For, for a start and there could be another race after that Imola has, as we've spoken about has had its licence renewed and uh, it's possible that Imola could be on the calendar after Mugello possibly 
They are very keen, aren't they, Imola? They Imola are very keen. Since like slots have been vacant on the calendar, they've been like, like well, me, we'll take me. any slot, any slot at all. Just give us a slot, and then you've got um, after after the three races in, in Italy, the potential of, of of going to Hockenheim as a possibility. That's still I mean, Hockenheim have said they're up in they're the going to be available at any time at all um, as soon as racing resumes. Yes, we could be looking at a European season going into October. And there's also um, Portimao in Portugal. Yes. Who have FIA Grade 1. They do. And have been hosting events already this year. There was um, there was a 24-hour endurance race there. So I had a, I had a quick look uh, when it was live on YouTube. Let's have a look at the track. Looks an interesting, challenging track. Although the only feed I could find was from uh, Tom Coronel's car, and he was last because he was following everyone. <laughs> yeah, he did follow me for a while on Twitter. They, I was they very have confused. both followed me at one point. Yeah, you've got a Twitter account. You're going to be followed by Coronel at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've set, I've set up the Twitter account to live tweet the guy upstairs his playlist. I'm expecting a Coronel to turn up on the followers list at any given <laughs> point. What is what he's playing upstairs? Yeah. Or to oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is also talk, and I forgot when we were putting the order together. There is also talk of um, Canada coming back onto uh, onto the calendar for October. God, that'd been a bit nippy, wouldn't yeah, it? As, Jesus. Um, as a Canadian friend of mine was saying to me the other day, what are they doing racing on snowplows? Well, it will it, start snowing in Canada then, but I mean, Montreal is on the border essentially. Well, it's not on the border; it's just north of the border, isn't it? It's not far away it's from. It's their Scotland. Yeah, it's it's America's Scotland. <laughs> Canada is America's Scotland, just like New Zealand is Australia's Scotland. It's just upside down because <laughs> it's down there. Um, yeah, it's uh, just just north of the American uh, American border. So we're not talking like you know well inside the Arctic Circle or anything, where it's just it's definitely going to be snowing by that time of the year. Could be wet. Could be a lot colder than well, will be a lot colder than than you'd expect. It was it was best described as it's going to be ten degrees. Now that could either be Celsius or Fahrenheit. You just don't know what. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, I'd be interested in seeing it. To be honest with you, I think it would be a a, a real a real test for everyone. Um, we've, not, we've not had a real serious cold weather race since probably the 2000 British Grand Prix when, we, when there was the uh, mud Early bath, April. the torrential downpour, and uh, it actually snowed on the Thursday before FP1. There yeah. was the snow test in, was it 2018? Was that oh, when Bar- Alonso Bar- went? Uh, yes. Barcelona. Yes. Yeah, See, when, they they when have I... data. They've got tyre data for these McLaren conditions. McLaren have data. <laughs> <laughs> because Alonso was the only person to post a time in the snow. <laughs> Yeah, intermediate wet chains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming Alonso went out in the snow on wet tyres. I don't know, but he he was the only person to set a lap. Uh, every a couple of drivers did installation laps, but he was the only one to set a time. And I think it was like here we go. This is my memory working overdrive here. I think it was like a two minute thirty two, which is like <laughs> which is a minute and ten seconds slower than a normal lap round. You only got to be faster than everyone else on the day. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, they've, they've always said it doesn't matter who wins the Winter Championship, but that was destroying the Winter <laughs> oh, yeah. Championship. <laughs> that was the winteriest. Um, so we're looking, we could be looking at a North American trip in October, and then after that, we don't who know. Knows? We don't know. We think, as we were discussing earlier, we, we think the Circuit of the Americas is as wonderful as it is, and much as we love that race and circuit, it 
it can't take place because please, please send what? us tickets for next year oh yeah no I th- I put a, th- a thing out on Twitter saying where should we go and Circuit of the Americas popped up a few times um, I'd love to do the Circuit of the Americas and Mexico GP trip in one go I think that'd be fantastic yeah um, I'll drive <laughs> <laughs> hey I've been doing iRacing I'm dead good at driving me now <laughs> uh, yeah on public roads maybe not yeah <laughs> but the uh, also I'd, I'd probably fly uh, <laughs> can't help you that <laughs> but the um, Circuit of the Americas in, in, in Austin, Texas obviously Texas is really struggling to keep its coronavirus numbers down um, have they you know obviously it's not it's not due to take part until a lot was it late October usually yeah I think it's I think it's it was either last weekend in October or possibly even first in November this year yeah because Mexico's usually round um, round Halloween day the yes. dead yeah it is but it's it's too I think at the moment it looks too risky mm-hmm. we, we don't know what's going to develop in the coming months we are still only in June it will be Ju- July obviously by the time the race rolls around uh, this coming weekend uh, and we'll have to see how things transpire. But the way things are going in in the states, it would be difficult to see a race happening in the states this year. Mm. The same goes for Brazil, who literally is skyrocketing. Mm. I mean, the, the other option for circuit still open. Um, Sochi has offered to host a race or two. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah thank, we'll 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 get back. I to wouldn't you mind that. maybe our race at Sochi. <laughs> It's not the most exciting circuit, but if it's another race on the calendar, at least then we get mm. one. Yeah. Sepang has been talked about. Like Sepang, yeah. They would only do it if they could get the race for free. I think. The thing is, at that point, where you've got to have what is it, three continents for it to be under normal circumstances? Yes, but I think Ross Brown's actually got dispensation from the FIA to suspend that rule for this season, and this is a, an official World Championship, even if it doesn't make it out of Europe. Yeah, but Europe, and then we know that there are races um, planned in the, Gulf. in the Gulf, which is Asia. Yeah. So, so yeah, Sepang doesn't help really, does it? In terms of ticking off a continent. No, the China and Vietnam aren't out of the question either. Very true. So I don't know. I mean, the Ch- Chinese promoters were saying that you're going to um, run out of time though, because in China it's, it's, it's going to be too cold. If you know, if you leave it to like November, it's going to be too cold to do a race in China then. And they're just starting a second wave there as well, aren't oh, are they? they? Yeah. Not good. Not ideal. And there's the issue of getting all the um getting all the infrastructure over to China because all the stuff that travels by sea mm-hmm. like the tires. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is why uh, teams have got to give Pirelli fourteen weeks notice as to what tires they're using for the flyaway races. I wonder if for this year again that there might be some special dispensation and instead of shipping it they just charter something flight-wise rather than boat-wise because mm. they, they've not got time. That's Every DHL no, play. Three and a half months Vietnam from now. Vietnam is, is a street circuit race, isn't it? And yes. I have heard no street circuit races. But because then you so can't is control Sochi. the crowd, yeah. Mm. I think the issue with Sochi, Sochi is different it's because it's not, it's not in a town. It's, yeah, it's, it's at purpose-built sporting facilities. There's not really any just people with, lingering with there. security, yeah. 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 So, so I think that could be contained as a circuit. Yeah, Singapore's been cancelled, hasn't it? Yes. It's just not happening. Yeah, same for Monaco. They were the same. And just Baku, like, nah. yeah. Yeah, because I think Singapore said they were willing to go ahead with the race, but they didn't want to ban on spectators, and it had, mm-hmm. to be on the, um, had to be on the original date that was on the calendar for yeah. logistical reasons. 
like closing the roads and setting up which the is, lights, which is understandable. <coughs> but yeah, there was there was no way there was no way that F one could make those kind of guarantees. You know, I mean, I I still think it's amazing that they managed to organise eight races in Europe, and I will be I will be delighted if all eight go ahead. Yeah, I will be. Um, as we will start to find out this weekend. God, it still seems weird saying that that it's race week. <laughs> it is actual race week. It is. Um, what have we got next? McLaren. Saved in quotes. Yeah, saved in quote quotation marks. But they, they weren't. Their problems were cash flow problems. We discussed this in the pod last week, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. Uh, and their cash flow problems were because they couldn't free liquidity from their assets. They had plenty of money locked away in assets, but they needed to free some of that up. Um, Mutam Kalat, the um, Bahraini royal family's investment company, um, who are the ones that are worth like 247 billion or something ridiculous like that, have secured a 100, is it 150 million? Yes. 150 million loan to McLaren just to get them over the line um, for the, for this year to, so, so that things are a bit easier. I mean, there was talk of them needing as much as 250 million before the 17th of July that were going to go into liquidation. Which would have been awful and you must feel like other teams wouldn't have been far behind specifically Williams yeah although Williams said they've got enough cash to keep going into 2021 and by then their financial position should be a lot more sorted with either new investment or new ownership yeah we we hope but yeah McLaren have received a loan from a bank that the company that owns 56% of McLaren earns 44% of that bank. Yes, something like that. <laughs> it, it's a l- tiny, tiny bit of creative accountancy, I feel. Yeah, yeah, moving money from one huge pot of money into another huge pot of money. Yeah. But I'm sure the shovels that they used were really well designed. Probably. But yeah, no, the important thing is that, as, as I think I said last week, it's like the independent teams that are going to struggle a little bit. Haas, um, Williams, McLaren, and that's about it because we know that Racing Point are okay. Um, they're, they're the three that really, I think, financially are going to going to, going to struggle if they don't, you know, if they if they don't go racing at any point this year. If mm. they well, if they cancel the entire Formula season, we may not have seen those three teams. Probably wouldn't have seen those three teams start in 2021. It's teams that rely on multiple sponsors, essentially, isn't it? Because those sponsors need exposure to make it a worthwhile investment. Correct. But, I mean, with with Haas being their own title sponsor, Mm -hmm. um, McLaren not really having a title sponsor, and Williams no longer having a title sponsor... Mm -hmm. Well, Williams do have a title sponsor, and it's Nicholas Latifi's dad... They're not in the name, they're just the Williams F1 team. They're not the Safina Williams team. I suppose so, yeah. You know, because you know, Rocket would have been paying absolute top dollar to get their name right up there with the team name, just as Martini were doing it before. So, yeah, all right, Lati- you know, Latifi is pumping huge amounts of money into the team. Um, but is he getting the sponsorship rights in return for buying that seat? Yeah, I mean, that's generally how Williams find a driver. Mm. <laughs> yes, uh, just, well, and as um, PKN All and Alfa Romeo have done this year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what do you call them then? P- PKN All and. 
Oh yeah, I thought you were going to call them PK, as in like Nelson. <laughs> Nelson. Yeah, no, yeah. No. PKN. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I thought was going on. Right, Nelson PK's back. What? <laughs> yeah, PKN Orlan Alfa Romeo with Kubica as their test driver. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean that has got to be the biggest test driver deal in history, surely. Yes, I would imagine so. I, I can't imagine how much he is paying to faff about in a simulator a couple of times a year. I think he gets to do the odd Friday as well. Oh, does he? And he, he was driving. He, was he driving did, in. that's true, because he paid so much money. Yes. Yeah, you, you'd think with the amount, you know, enough money for title sponsorship, um, you'd, uh, you'd get a drive every so often. Well, we don't know that he's going to take a seat... But we don't know what the plan was for the original season for him to maybe take a seat for a race or two later in the season. Uh, he was definitely down for doing a few Fridays. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he could have taken Giovinazzi's seat or if Kimi had announced his retirement, uh, as we thought was probably going to happen, because his deal is up, up at the end of this year, isn't it? Yeah, this current deal. Yeah. So, you know, how Kimi was announcing his retirement, you know, do they look at bringing in a young younger driver or do they keep Giovinazzi and bring Kubit? In. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's nearly July, so that means it's nearly the time of year when we start um, saying that the best replacement for Kimmy is Kimmy. Kimmy has been going for it during lockdown. Like he hired um, a facility that was close to the public. He hired the whole like trampoline it was a soft aerobic play, soft play centre. But he was going pretty nuts in there. He's been in some minus hundred and twelve degrees cryo chamber. His, uh, he's been teaching his son how to drive go-karts, and mm. apparently his son is now faster than than, than his wife. The boy Raikkonen so. does look pretty handy in Robin fairness. Robin Raikkonen. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah, apparently they, they're... They're... Min- Camino. It's Mintu, isn't it, his, his wife? Mintu, Mintu Raikkonen yeah. and, and, and Robin Raikkonen took to the circuit at the same time, and Robin is faster than his mum. So... <laughs> <laughs> And he's what six, five? About that, that yeah. yeah. Um, Rihanna, the daughter, she had her third birthday, I think, a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. So they've, so they've she got another one in reserve. She just can't in be case. far off her first car in session if yeah. she's three. Yeah, <laughs> you know, any older than that, yeah, past it. <laughs> That's completely thrown us off because we were talking about McLaren before. And yeah. We were, we, 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 we managed to tangent off McLaren. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> we're we're out of practice. We were, say, we were saying less tangents, but we've, we've, we've got like three months worth of F one tangents to uh, yes. Shoehorn in. Uh, What's next? Different looking paddock. No motorhomes, apparently. Tents only. Tents only. It's going to look like the first season of Formula E. Yeah, yeah, so no, no, like elaborate fold-out Ferrari, McLaren-style motorhomes, or the Renault that looks like two buses and a bit of cardboard stuck between it. Or oh, the Red Bull Energy Centre, which, depending on which circuit you're at, could be an alpine ski lodge or have a swimming pool on the roof. <laughs> what's, what's the logic? Is it that it takes fewer people? Yes. To, fair enough. Yeah, um, because they're cutting down on crew numbers, crew numbers yeah. and team members at the circuit. Then it's going to be essential personnel only. So essential no motorhome people means not. less people yeah. to actually put the facility up and less people to work in the facility. They're not going to have the big um, the big catering teams because I mean the yeah. team can have all the hospitality 100, 100, 150 people working hospitality yeah. alone. No, that's fair enough. That makes sense. But there's going to be there's going to be no sponsors there, schmooze. Also so true. So yeah, why you're not, bother? You're not going to need the Lester cart around. You know, you're not going to need the big display of um, "Look at us." Isn't our isn't our coffee better than anybody else's? Although I think Williams are winning that definitely compared to um, AlphaTauri. Williams, yeah, Gasly. Williams have Lavazza and Gasly. Gasly's Gas- picked up a what, what did he pick massive up? quantity of Nespresso, including what appears to be a Nespresso machine in a travel case. 
So he can take his Nespresso with him to the to, races. To everything. However, during lockdown, Valtteri Bottas has been working on his first roast. You can now get Bottas beans. So, Iceman long drink, Bottas beans. Yes. Okay, because Bottas did start the whole coffee thing off in yeah, Formula yeah, 1, let's he's, be honest. Yeah, he's gone all in. Remember the guy, the, was it a cameraman who fist bumped him and spilled his coffee? <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, yeah. We, Bottas, we... Bottas forgets how much, I think, energy, uh, Monster Energy put into that team. He's like, no, I drink coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Energy drink? No, I'm all right, thanks. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, that Monster Energy don't put more into... Mercedes mm. or into a Formula One team. I know we've had this conversation with Lee before, but with Red Bull, um, you know, being able to run their own team in Formula One, you know, when you look at things like uh, AMA Superbike, uh, Superbikes, AMA, um, what's it called? State uh, the thing they do in the stadiums, the, the monster trucks. That's it, Supercross. Ah. Yeah, the um, they. Um, Monster spot. It's, it's Monster versus Red Bull. Essentially, mm. half of them are mon- uh, sponsored by Monster. Half of them are sponsored by Red Bull, well, get, and that's massive. A- they sell out stadiums for like twenty, thirty thousand. You don't get quite a few, more. Um, quite a few rock star sponsored riders now. Exactly, yeah. something yeah. that you don't actually see in um, many four wheeled sports. No, you don't see rock star. I think there's a is is it NASCAR? I've got a couple of rock star. Possibly, cars. they've yeah, got, got a few, a few energy drinks that you don't come across <laughs> so often in NASCAR. I mean, the main, the main uh, liquid NASCAR sponsor seems to be Coca-Cola, because um, you watch the NASCAR coverage. I don't know why, I just assumed you were going to say <laughs> petrol. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's been Coca-Cola, because yeah. watching the NASCAR coverage over the last few weeks, when that's all that's, all that's been on, um, they always, you know, here's how our Coca-Cola family of drivers are doing, and then they reel off four, four or five different drivers in their positions in the field. So it's like, yeah, you can't see a Coca-Cola logo on anything. No. <laughs> Um, Sauber have launched a driver academy. They have. Um, I was reading about this the other day. There are four people in the inaugural Sauber Youth Academy. Youth Academy? Yes. Is um, one of them Tatiana Calderon? No, they're all teenagers. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of... That rules out Gary Paffett. I can't remember the name of three of them, and I've done poor research. I completely forgot about this until we started recording. Um, one of them... Was it last week on the podcast we were talking about where are all the Scottish drivers? It's it a Scottish driver. It's a Scottish driver who is the world karting champion. Very good. He is now officially sour-backed. And the other one is a tiny little child with a massive quantity of logos attached to him. More sponsors than any of the other oh, drivers. no, he walked through the logo factory with his it, Velcro suit on. It is 13-year-old Enzo Fittipaldi Jr. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. So, um... Yeah. Yes, another Fittipaldi, but Brilliant. very sponsored, like a ridiculous amount of logos on quite a small I child. can't remember the name of the young chap who was the uh, world karting champion who raced, raced for Rosberg Racing, but I still follow uh, on Instagram uh, Lorenzo Travisanuto, who is looking to move into single-seaters after he secured a some kind of karting championship uh uh, which was again Rosberg Racing. Yeah. It was the the Rosberg. Did I say Enzo Fittipaldi? By the way, I meant Emerson. I it is an there, Emerson I think child. There, I think there is an Enzo Fittipaldi. Uh, there's in a, there's that, that many of them at the minute, but yeah, this one is small Emerson child. Emerson Junior. Emerson Junior. Emilio. It would be Emilio. Yeah. He is. He is, he is Brazilian. Young, he is Brazilian. He is younger than several of his nephews. Yep. That'll, that'll Pietro do. is his nephew. Yep. Um, I think there is an Enzo that is also his nephew. Yeah. So it's a busy family. There's a lot of them. 
that's that's the thing with fit penalties. There will there will always be another one. They're like Andretti's. There will be another one turning up in a, in another race series at any given moment. Yeah, this one is not the youngest of the Fittipaldi children. Again, there is another one. Yeah, and a one few of them, years back. one of them would have cra- crashed into Christian Fittipaldi at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that's been in a car or a car has crashed into Christian Fittipaldi at some point. I think so. <laughs> um, Alex Zanardi is next on the list. Apparently he has been through another neurological surgery after his um, devastating accident last yeah, week. We mentioned it briefly on the podcast and wished him well. Um, the current update uh, sounds troubling because it was metabolically and... Um, thoracically, I think they said. Um, he is doing his stable, but neurologically, he's serious. So it does sound, it does sound very worrying. After this, he's now had um, he's now had two sessions of um, neurosurgery mm-hmm. um, after the damage that uh, he took when he had the accident last week, and. Between all of us, and I'm sure as everybody else thinks, so our thoughts are with him and his family at the moment. Absolutely, I mean, we, we know he had his facial reconstruction surgery as well, which goes to tell you, you know, you, you don't have to have much of an imagination to know that that's uh, the result of an awful accident. Um, so yeah, all the best to Alex Zanardi. Um, he's pulled through bad accidents before. I'm sure he can pull through this one as well. Ah, we uh, we hope, and we're just keeping everything crossed for him. Absolutely. We have a race this weekend, though. Let's preview a race. We can preview a race for only the second time this season, and for the first <laughs> time, it's going to happen. At it's not time happening of recording. <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah, the time of recording yeah. being Monday evening. Being yes. Monday evening, but in six days' time, it is the Austrian Grand Prix. Jesus, it's happening. It's Maybe. actually looking like it's going to happen teams and drivers are now shipping out to the Red Bull ring yeah with their Nespresso machines or um, packs of Love Hats of Coffee yeah um, or the beans. they are they are getting <laughs> a lot of the drivers are, are, um, are, are camped I say camped not like actually in tents but they they're, they are um they're already there or thereabouts, quite close by. Uh, no, Lando Norris appears to be uh, staying with Carlos Sainz um, either in Spain or in Monaco. I'm not quite entirely sure. Um, well, at the moment, Lando Norris is playing golf with friends, streaming it live on Twitch. Okay, so maybe he's still at home then. <laughs> <laughs> but but of course, it's going to be um, all the teams are going to be completely separated in their own bubbles. And they're talking about bubbles within bubbles, so it'll be... Mm, Ferrari are doing this. Yeah, an engineering group, a tactical group, uh, a driver's group. Which is, going to make the de- which is going to make the debriefing terribly difficult. Um, apparently all the debriefs are going to be done o- over uh, Zoom. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah, so you can Zoom hack someone. We'd suggest doing code. it on Discord, but you, know, you want to be able to hear what everyone's saying. I think the, I think they can hear us now. I've seen, I've seen comments about tonight's show popping up on uh, oh, that's all on, right, the, then. on the live Discord. Um, for the time being, we're carrying on streaming the shows on Discord. If you want to want to listen to it live and have a chat at the end, then uh, jump onto our Discord server. But yes, the Austrian Grand Prix, where we will be talking about it on Discord over the weekend as well, because we're doing a live all chat watch party on Saturday. Yes. Um, yeah, Red Bull Ring. Like I said before, 
Low downforce, quick circuit, short lap. Yes. Scene of a great battle last year between uh, Max and Charles. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. a scene of quite a few good battles since it was the A1 ring in in 97 and then obviously it disappeared off the calendar for a few years and is back as a Red Bull ring since 2014-ish. That God, is it that right? I don't know, 2014, 2015-ish, maybe. maybe. Yeah, possibly. This can be quickly looked it up while be, you talk yeah. amongst yourselves. Yeah, I mean, like Alonso parking, parking on Kimi one year, was it? Yeah, Actually yeah. parking on Kimi yeah. one year. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, I mean, I just I just want to say with the battle between uh, Leclerc and Verstappen last year, the uh, the better man didn't win. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to wind up Lee, even though he's not here. Yeah, uh, it was 2014. It returned. Yeah, 2014, the first first year back at the at Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it should be called the. Why didn't they call it the Stephen Grand Prix? The second one. Stephen Grand Prix it, at Spielberg? Come on. It's the Styrian Grand Prix, so three or four pints in. Try and say Styrian. Styrian Spielberg. Styrian Spielberg. Yeah, there you go. It might be all right. <laughs> yeah. um, there some decent beers out that, that, that way, so... Yeah, but there's be. no one there to drink them, is there? No. Well, no, but you get a delivery and you drink while you're watching it. Oh. I don't know how I feel about... I don't, I've watched um, football, or for our American listeners, soccer for the first time last night since it's returned, and I don't know how I feel about there, there being no fans, but the noise being piped into the television. You can... It's you, weird. They've given you a choice between having the crowd noise and not having the crowd noise. I don't mind it too much with the football because they seem to have deliberately picked real crowd noise from home teams' actual matches. So it's yeah, but kind when of something at least happens, like there's a foul and the referee gets free kick. There, there is booing. They, yeah. yeah, and then there's oh oh it's a goal. Oh wait, no, it's not a goal. Oh, but they've cheered anyway. Yeah, that's yeah a little bit FIFA. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what F1 are planning on doing is having um, having big video screens around the track with um, fans sending in their uh, sort of thirty second thirty second video clips for a price. I bet. Uh, no, that's, so, uh, that's that's you can buy a bit of the screens. Flag for a price. Screens around the track where no one is, so no one is looking at them. It'll be on TV, right? But this is causing concern because a lot of the drivers actually do use the big screens that are showing the uh, showing the race coverage. Yeah, some of them look at the gaps on the screen. Yeah, and they're just going to see some, some random lunatic is going to pop yeah. up. Although, yeah. um, <laughs> was although it, was George... it Monaco, where Max Verstappen was looking at the gap that he had yeah. to somebody else, and but, then, he... but then George Russell kept complaining that um, why do they always put my radio on TV? Yes, and then thirty seconds later they put that TV bit on, <laughs> out on TV. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the drivers obviously do take note of those screens. Yeah, we've spoken about this before, isn't it? There's that weird dis- disparity that you get. You get to a point where it's almost automatic to drive the car at its limits, like it is with um, TT riders here. Um, they they pushing you know the machine to its absolute limit, uh, and it leaves the subconscious... It, it, you do it subconsciously, leaving the conscious mind to totally think about normal things. I remember John McGuinness saying that he was thinking about what he was going to have for tea to, like one night, 
oh, I wonder what we're going to have for tea tonight. I'm getting a bit sick of having takeaway chips every night <laughs> whilst hammering it over the mountain at like 200 miles per hour with, you know, like bollards, like inches away from his face. Yeah, my my favourite one was uh, Bruce Anstey. Said that he didn't learn the uh, the names of any of the corners on the circuit because if he did, then he'd start thinking about them and thinking about where he was and what he was meant to do and probably cock it up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think my favourite one of sort of those like speed and the meaninglessness of speed was a Top Gear thing that James May did, I think, in a Veyron. And he was doing it on the the big long straight, I can't remember which track it's at, that's so long it follows the curvature of the earth. And he thought he'd be really cool and tried to get out as he was slowing oh, yeah, down, this, yeah. not realising he was still doing 70. Yeah. He goes, oh, this is nice and slow. Yeah. No, it's still not. Still doing 70 miles per hour, yeah. <laughs> Although having that 40 mile an hour speed limit over here just felt wrong. It did feel odd. Yeah, we we had a... Usually we have, uh, I say no speed limit, we have we have speed limits, um, but our national speed limit is unlimited. It's de-restricted, essentially. Don't, it doesn't mean you can just like drive like an absolute lunatic because you can still get arrested for dangerous driving even if, you know, you don't have an accident or anything like that. But... Uh, so so we we're used to doing 80 90 miles per hour on on straight roads in I'm not I've on, got a bike. on the mountain <laughs> an well, e-bike Sean and I perhaps yeah. are you know you, you go up you, you get up on what we we have a mountain road here which is also the TT circuit we get up on the mountain road and we hammer along 80 90 mm-hmm. sometimes coming down Craignabar yeah you can you can get up to that speed and not worry that the police are going to arrest you because it's it's well within the rights of the law yeah as long as as but long as your car doing, has enough oomph and you have enough talent to control it absolutely crack on. but if, if if you're doing 80 90 100 miles an hour and then some idiot tears past you in a ferrari going 100 mile an hour faster than you that ferrari driver probably will get get pulled over or had stern words with very by, by possibly, the police yes. so you know it's but but yeah diff, different dis- dis- disparities to speed but but yes uh our 40 mile an hour speed limit for the whole of lockdown was was rubbish <laughs> Can understand why they did it though, just to uh, protect the NHS. Yeah, just to make sure there were fewer accidents, which mm. is fine, absolutely. But we digress. It's always hard to predict the first race of a season, <laughs> <laughs> and it is a nightmare this year because it is that long since testing. Christ! The first race of the season is going to be in July. <laughs> Somebody fucking help me! <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to. This isn't just a podcast. This is a support group. We'll be talking to them on Discord in a bit. <laughs> Please, I need help. <laughs> So I mean, it's it's more difficult this year because we don't know we don't know what's changed since uh, since Barcelona in February. Not just that, we don't really know what's changed since Abu Dhabi twenty nineteen. Yeah, we do know that George Russell is good at sim racing. We know that George Russell is likely very good in actual racing if he's given a chance to prove yeah, it. Yeah, it's Williams that are not so good in ac- actual or racing. Been. Mm. Yeah. We haven't got a clue what Nicholas Latifi is going to be like. <laughs> it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Nick. Um, I, I did watch a video on the Formula One 2020 game, which is coming out shortly. And that, <laughs> and that game, uh, the, the driver ratings, the guy I was watching, uh, he said that it's absolutely a terrible. They've given Nicholas Latifi an overall rating of... Something like sixty-four. He's like the worst-rated driver on the grid. Like there, there is no way. Like Nicholas Latifi has pace. He is a fast driver. 
Just like, but just because he's not been in Formula One before, they've given him the lowest rating, and that's unfair. There are some of the ratings from a couple of the pictures I've seen on on the Twitter that do seem a little bit wild. Yeah, I think they've got like Magnussen quite high, Albon quite near the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grosjean in double figures. <laughs> <laughs> Should I not say that? We don't. We don't know how he's going to. He could, he could come back a completely changed driver. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You don't know what's going to happen. This is going to be such an anomaly of a year for Formula One. Hopefully, the calendar can get back to normal next year for all sports, not just Formula One, but for everything. The world can get back to normal again. But the uh, the here and the now is that the first race of the season is taking part in Austria in in July, July the third. Third to the fifth. Yeah, well, fifth of July is the fifth of July is the race. It's the race day, right? Okay, got you. But so, do we predict? I think I think we should. I think we should. So, what we're going to do? Top three rock stars, wankers, and a a bold prediction. Top three rock stars and wankers, and we'll throw throw a bold prediction in. I'm going to do the people what aren't here first. Cool. Do it. Right. Lee sent his earlier on the group chat. Uh, he went for a Hamilton win, Vettel second, Verstappen third. Okay. Which is bizarre knowing his thoughts on... Everything. Everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, we have a prediction. Actually, we have more than predictions from Dan. 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 Remember Dan? I remember Dan. Dan, who will be appearing on some shows this season. I hope so. Uh, he, he told me tonight you wouldn't. I'm holding it to him. We're saying it in public now. Good. Hashtag where's Dan. Yeah, you remember hashtag where's Ted? Fuck that shit. It's hashtag like, where's like Dan. It's like but better. <laughs> so he's going for a Hamilton win, Verstappen second, Vettel third. Uh, Rockstars. Williams. Because they will get points. That's bold. Wankers. I'm quoting him exactly here. Hass. Or is that low-hanging fruit? No, nice. sounds legit, to be yeah, fair. To which my reply was perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, we also have a... I do miss Dan's wisdom. We also have a guest <laughs> predictor because um, we had one last season, so we're going to yeah, do the yeah. guest predictors all the way through this season. And uh, this week's guest predictor is Matt Steele, um, at Papa Sauce on Twitter. Um, you can find him at Lightning McMufflin on Twitch and on Discord. He's helped us out with all the iRacing stuff this season and suffered from a failed Behringer desk himself last week, so he's been through the same pain as us. And was a guest on this very podcast four weeks ago? About four weeks ago, and then we were on his Twitch cast the following week while two of us were driving around the figure eight circuit in... Old bangers and LMP prototypes, and since then he's actually had other shows where um, there was Bytesco Visa, the BMW factory driver and runner-up in last season's W Series. Cool, was racing. Um, she kicked the hell out of a lot of us. <laughs> and last night we were talking to uh, Ray Smith, former Haas mechanic, who we're trying to get on the show. Very nice. That would be awesome to hear what he has to say. So Matt is going for a Verstappen win, Hamilton second, Albon third. Nice. Um, his rock star of the week is Lando, just because Lando. Yep. And Wanker Ferrari strategy. Probably, yeah. Quite again. likely. Reasonable. And as a bonus one, is thrown in a Verstappen pole and Vettel fastest lap. Because fastest lap and Wanker strategy. Mm. Yeah, because we're going to see zero fucks given Vettel this year. Good. Well, I'm quite looking forward to that kind of Vettel. 
to be honest with you. Do you want to go first, Sean, or do you want me to go first? I, I can go first. Um, I think I am going to go for a Hamilton win, a Bottas second, and a Verstappen third. Uh, am I doing? Am I doing rock stars and wankers? We'll do rock stars and wankers. We won't make a note. We won't make a note of them. Put them on the site. But who do you think the rock stars and wankers are going to be? Christ. Um, I think the rock stars. I think will be Racing Point in the pink Mercedes. I think they will possibly still be a surprise of some description. Uh, and I think I think wanker is just generally coronavirus. Now that is low hanging fruit. Yeah, well, this is <laughs> it's the reason we're here in nearly July talking about the first race of the season. So. Yeah, okay, yeah, you, yeah, you can't argue yeah, with that. Yeah, really. fuck it, Chris. Okay, I'm unsure about the weather because it is predicted to rain, and a lot of people are saying that it may rain on Sunday. Ooh, that's important. If it rains, so can I can I throw two predictions in a rain prediction and a dry prediction? No. Oh fuck. Rain. So yeah, rain could be rockstar and wanker depending. Rain on, could be rockstar yeah. and wanker. Yeah. Okay. In which case, I'll stick with my original um, top three: uh, Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, that's my top three in that order. Uh, my Rockstar. I actually agree with. I actually agree with Dan. Rockstar is going to be Williams because I think they're going to be in the mix. I don't think they, they may not get points, but they they may trouble for points. They may be eleventh and twelfth at some point. Like, oh my god, are Williams going to get points? And then for you know, Williams Gutierrez. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perhaps. But I think we'll see that Latifi's not uh, not a slouch, and um, you know, George perhaps doesn't have his work cut out, but. Um, definitely uh, has a much more stern opposition with Nicholas Latifi as his teammate than he did with Robert Kubica as his teammate. Mm. Uh, and I think uh, the wankers were probably going to end up being... We're, we're going we're gonna to see... We're going to see some... Somebody's going to fuck up somewhere, aren't they? It's either going to be like a TV producer. We're, we're, we're going to be watching like... <laughs> Like like Leclerc is just about to pass Verstappen for the lead or something. Much in the, like 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 last a reverse of last year's battle, and it'll cut to like Sergio Perez like by himself. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, TV wankers. <laughs> that is fair enough. Right, I am going to go for. Uh, I'm going to go for a Verstappen win. I think he will do it again. Um... Throwing the possibility of rain in there, uh, Hamilton second, and I'm undecided. I think I'm going to go Bottas third. I think Mercedes will be good out the Bottas block. 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> or Bottas 2.1. Well, that's, that's why I'm going for Bottas as my rock star. He starts well, doesn't yeah. he? And then he, he always gets, gets bored. Up to, he always gets up to a good start. Unless he's already in that middle season boredom phase. Uh, it could be. Now, now we find out if it's related to the time of year or, or yeah. the point of the season. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of cycling over the, the off-season. Um, he's been doing a cyclist, to be fair. So. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> He does have a new girlfriend. That's, that's a genuine yeah. observation. Yeah. <laughs> and the wanker is going to be the rain, which will... Start as soon as the first car crosses the finish line. 
Well, that's uh, that's quite bold. Yeah, it usually did, didn't it? Was it last year or the year before when we saw when we saw the run? It, it, it absolutely chucked it down. Even virtual Statman was like, I can't believe we had three races where it chucked it down just after the finish of the race. And I think we're <laughs> going to get another one. Yeah, because it, it's nature taunting us. Maybe. So, if you want to get your predictions in. Uh, just go to the website, threelegs4wheels.com, um, put your mouse over the game section, and we've got the 2020 Prediction League, which is back in all its glory. Yeah, join in the <laughs> Prediction League, because it is fun. I mean, it's don't be too disheartened if you get if you get things wrong. What you're really looking to uh, to do is either beat your mates or, or beat beat us, beat Three Legs, Four Wheels and as a podcast. And that is a, a, a fairly low barrier, generally. Yeah, <laughs> usually. I mean, bearing in mind, last year, the guests won. They did. Yeah, the guests out-predicted the Three mind. Legs, Four Wheels. Yeah. And, um, of course, even if you get it wrong in the first race, it's a half marathon, not a sprint this season. A half marathon is correct, yeah. <laughs> I've been desperate to get that one in for weeks. Uh, but, yeah, ha- have, a go- have a go on there. doesn't cost anything to sign up. No prizes at the moment, but you never know. We've, been in- we've, acquired-, we've acquired one sponsor. <laughs> some people can may I, want that as a can prize I, can some I hashtag or is that a no <laughs> no because no, no, um, they might be pay- listening they're not paid until next week's show okay yeah, there's can no I sp- hashtag next week's show you then? can yes. hashtag next week's right. show but there's no, there's no sponsor on this week's show okay so we've acquired a sponsor once a month um, but um, you know if we can um, if we can keep that up we're up to a good start indeed <laughs> 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 Sorry, I nearly died. <laughs> Again, trying to get that one in for a while. Uh, right, in the absence of Lee, I'm shunting tonight. Oh no! Oh, yes. It's so, Paul versus Sean and I. Did you did you write this one yourself, or I, was it the one that got sent in by the birthday person? Uh, the birthday person. Nicholas Latifi is not allowed to take part. <laughs> The birthday person wants me to be answering his questions. As, oh, I see. Right. So ah. Instead of asking them, so he's holding he's holding off on that one. Okay. Um, well, whose birthday is it, by the way? Uh, Wings triumphant on Twi- on Discord. Well, happy, happy birthday, happy birthday, Nicholas w- Latifi. W- wings, w- wings with a Y. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, it could Nicholas be Nicholas Latifi. Never know. Right. Let me find the one that I sent earlier, which should be. That's bizarre. I sent, I sent it to I sent it from my account to the Three Legs Four Wheels account, and it's gone. And I found it in my sent items, oh but dear. not my received items. Right. Okay. So this week's total shunt is from Paul Nicholson. Uh-huh. It just doesn't sound right with the name not being mangled. Paul Nicholson. Nicholson. Yes. Paul Nicholson. At Pablo 100. <laughs> On Twitter. Yeah. I was born. Yes. Okay. In 1991. So you're, you're so 29. This is like a Sergio Perez age. Yeah, I think Perez has just turned 30, I think. Yes, so yeah, he might be a year older, but it's someone of that ilk. An Aljaswari, possibly. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Jaime mm. Aljaswari, yeah. I owe my start in F1 to someone called Wolf. Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, it could be Toto, could be Susie. Yeah, it could be. Could be another wolf that we are not thinking of. What time is it, mister? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It could be a wolf gang somewhere along the route. Like um, VFL Wolfsburg's previous manager, Wolfgang Wolf. 
There is only, there's only one job for that man, isn't there? You can't Manager progress. of Wolfsburg. Yeah. Like uh. Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Question three, and I need a guess after this one. Money from shoes got me my start in racing. Money from shoes? So it would be like a shoemaker, like a <laughs> shoemaker. None of them are the right age. The first generation are all a bit older than that, and yeah, the second, second lot are all younger. Aren't as old, yeah. Unless there's like a, a random middle ground Schumacher, but I don't think there is. Um, Money so from 20, shoes. 29 this year, year old racing driver. Did Alguari sell shoes? Not to the best of my knowledge. I think he's. He, I think he's the right age. Cause I'm pretty sure he was 19. I think Alguari was like the youngest racing driver. He, he was at f- his until point. Verstappen came along. Yeah, he was very young. So I think I think Alguari might be good is first a, guess. A solid start. Okay, you going for Jaime Alguari for you? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. Question four. I was banned from my first Grand Prix. Banned from my first Grand Prix. So you were in a country that you weren't allowed to be in? Or, oh, no, wait. Were you taking a penalty from somebody who you're taking the seat on from? Interesting. Okay, next clue. Yeah. Yeah. My second race didn't go much better as I couldn't take part, which led to two people being sacked. Oh no! Christ! This, <laughs> what the fuck is this? This sounds like it might be Nelson Piquet, but he's he's, he's older. older than twenty nine. Yeah. Many people getting sacked. I can hear Discord going yeah. off. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. If you know it, you know well, it at this I point. I think it, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. place it, but couldn't race in the second race. What the? Still got another clue before I need another guess. Yeah. Okay. Most mm. of my F1 experience came on Fridays. Okay, so possibly not someone who actually made it to F1. Possibly like a somebody who maybe is now like a Formula E or a WEC or yeah, something of that ilk. And I will need another mm. guess from you. Will Stevens, older than 29 I would say now. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but... Banned from his first Grand Prix because Caterham didn't make it. Yeah, I think that's probably the right sort of area of the grid to be looking at. Isn't yeah, it? do you know what? Will Stevens might not be a bad shout because yeah. he, he would have been banned from his first race if the team weren't able to take part, and they would have banned them from from. They would have given him a, a race ban, wouldn't they, or something along those lines? Yeah. And then if the team were struggling financially and they were not able to get his car out on track, and then he was. And then people got binned off. For yeah, then they got yeah. sacked. Yeah, Why Will not? Stevens is the second Stevens. guess. Okay. Right. Number seven. I was threatened with legal action for being unfair to the Stig. Okay. Being unfair to the Stig? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Gives you a real feeling of power. Does it now? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I also quite like the questions I've written. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall. Self congratulatory. Yeah, oh, yeah. Next clue. <clears throat> yeah. I was bailed out by Brabham in Canada. 
I was bailed out by Brabham in Canada. <laughs> Sudden silence. This really is so, dead air. Yeah. Th- it, it's not a person. Paul's written questions to make it sound like it's a he person. Has. In in fairness to me, writing these questions, a lot of a lot of shunters do this. Yeah, this is true. This is very yeah, true. Yeah, Paul's written. I, I, I'm I'm I'm, on, I'm only following the uh, the spirit. I was bailed out by Brabham in Canada. So when 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 did Brabham Brabham qu- ceased? Uh, end of 1992, which is why I'm thinking Brabham as a Formula One team was was finished at the end of 92. Um, so I was born in 1991. Didn't do very well then. If you've been bailed out by Brabham, been bailed out. No, it would be somebody. I don't think Pacific were were around then. I think Jordan were the only new team to the grid in '91. I think. You have two more clues and a spaffle. Oh, and one of Jordan's like early drivers was, was the shoemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, was, I was the infamous do you know spa yes I know spa not have you driven at spa yeah do you know spa yeah. yes I know spa <laughs> next clue yes one of my drivers replaced and was replaced by Michael Schumacher yeah it's this Jordan is Formula sounding 1 likely team. now yeah yeah, Bertrand Gasho was it? He beat up a taxi driver, I think, or or did something. And uh, I've read this story recently. Yeah, I can't Bertrand remember exactly Gasho, what it was. Who then went on but... to drive for the Pacific team some years later, ninety four, I think. Question ten. Yes. All in all, I attempted to take part in twelve race weekends, although I couldn't turn up to one of them because of a truck driver's strike. Now, Jordan would have been around for more than 12 race weekends. So, is this the Jordan, particular Jordan from 1991, the 7-Up? Is there like a Jordan 1.0, 2.0 situation? Well, no, I'm thinking of the Jordan car from from, from 1991. Ah, a specific chassis number. Intended to take part in 12 uh, 12 weekends and uh, and didn't. I I think that's probably... And one of my drivers uh-huh. uh, was, re- re- yeah, I, I, it's, it's the it's the nineteen ninety one Jordan car, I think personally. There is a spaffer. Do you want the spaffer? We might as, for a, we for might half as well. He's taken yeah. the effort to write it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did this, I did this while you were making tea. You did. <laughs> I was probably the least successful F one team of the nineteen nineties, if not ever. Well, it wouldn't be Jordan then. No. Andrea Moda was that nineteen ninety one? I would have thought it was earlier than that. It's got to be Andrea Moda. I don't think it could be anything else. I'm not familiar with them, which suggests they were non-successful. Yeah, they were very non-successful. <laughs> The only, yeah, for the spaffer, I'm just going to guess Andrea Moda. Is that your final answer? I think so. I am Andrea Moda. Oh, there do. we go. 
Yeah, a classic crap team. Uh, <laughs> entered 12 races, were excluded from the first one because they um, hadn't paid the entrance fee to the F1 Championship. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Their second race, the cars were still being built, so they actually missed out on getting on the track. Um, they attempted to do 12 races, couldn't turn up at the French Grand Prix because they got held up in the protest because of a truck driver's strike. <laughs> um, they only managed to get through to out of a possible 24 attempts in these 12 races only managed to get through to three qualifying sessions yeah because of the pre-qualifying and one race and they mostly got knocked out in pre-qualifying who was the driver was that was replaced that replaced Schumacher and was replaced sorry Roberto Moreno okay. who was at Benetton until they poached Schumacher from Jordan then he took Schumacher's Jordan seat got yeah okay yeah. And Moreno, uh, who also went on, I think, to race for Pacific. Pacific at some point, yeah. And the start in F1 to someone called Wolf, uh, they bought the Coloni team, and Coloni's nickname was The Wolf. Okay. Right. Brilliant. And Andrea Moda were a, uh, a brand of shoes in Italy. I had no yeah. idea about that. The reason, the reason that I did that, the reason that I did that one was um, somebody was asking today how long we've been going. I said, oh, our first, um, it's kind of ironic, our first race was a first race preview for uh, the 2015 season, and we're actually doing a season preview tonight, even though it's July. Yeah. So um, I said, you know, is the show still available? So I sent him a link to the show, and I said, don't listen to it. It's terrible. <laughs> you found a link to the first show? Oh, it's, uh, they're still on the website. Oh no! All <laughs> all two hundred and fifty four previous shows are on our website, and I believe some people have gone back through the back catalogue during lockdown. Yes, yeah, uh, we have. We have. I think it was Tom Horrocks called himself a binge listener. Wow. He's listened to everything. Galactic Hitchhiker from Discord has gone back through every total shunt. He's made a spreadsheet with uh, with all of them in. That's so dedication. If you want to send a total shunt, check his uh, check his list, then you'll be able to see if it's been done before. Lightning McQueen, Ben Collins. Uh, Tiago Montero's been on there a few times, so I thought I'm gonna have a bit of a listen to the show. See, see what we, you know, see what it was like five years ago. Um, sound quality was terrible. We were was really echoey. Me, you, and Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the third attempt at recording the show because the first two were really bad. Yeah. And um, hello, welcome sk- to Phoenix <laughs> Four Ears. Why were you doing an accent? <laughs> I don't know why. I started talking and that's what came out. <laughs> he, 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 I don't he think. turned into the Ross Berger announcer man. Yes. Yeah. And I listened to a bit of it. I just caught a bit about. Um, well, we're talking about Andrea Murder in that. And it was Perry McCarthy that was the original Stig, yeah. who drove for Andrea Moda and was only allowed to do um, 45 seconds of a qualifying session. Because, Why? Uh, they, could, they could only afford to run one car. <laughs> and they sent, him, they sent him out with wet tyres in the dry at Silverstone. Right. <laughs> Just so that he couldn't qualify. <laughs> So uh, FISA, as it was at the time, that was um, FISA, yeah. that was running motorsport, um, threatened to um, threatened to fine and ban them if they didn't put an equal effort into both cars. Which by the time they got to Italy, they just went, no, forget it. You've lost your license. You can't take part. You're banned from the paddock. Oops. Oh dear. But yeah, I just I, I just heard mention of that on one of the little bits of show one that I was listening to and thought, yeah. oh, that's. That, bring, that brings back some memories, and then when I had the chance to write a total shunt tonight, I thought, <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to lie, it took me a long time. It, mm. it took me a long time to ignore this big bit of metal in front of me, which is necessary for recording the podcast. <laughs> uh, it, it scared the shit out of me, despite the fact I've been on stage. Was it a teenager? 
no no <laughs> it was it was definitely the microphone um uh, despite the fact I've been on stage for years you know since I was since I was a teenager actually I've been on stage and you know didn't do that show aged roughly about 30 then I was like oh my god there's a microphone in front of me people might listen to me talking <laughs> that's kind of the whole idea of a podcast really yeah it? it's taken this long to just relax and do what I want <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if you want to if you want to go back and listen to um, to how wooden we used to sound just go on the website and look at the uh, look at the podcast section I've um, got no strings to hold me down <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, every, everything's on there going back to um, going back to March 2015 when uh, when we first started. When there was three of us huddled around two very cheap microphones. Yes, I got, got them from the local um, electronics and gadget shop. And this is why we value the patrons. Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> we know how difficult it was to get started. Yeah, and uh, you know we we thank each and every one of the patrons who uh, sign up at Patreon.com/slash/threelegsfourwheels for um, providing us with the funds to buy microphones that don't make us sound like we're in a toilet. Yeah. And mixing desks that eventually work at the third, fourth attempt. Um, in the meantime, though, if you want to send in a total shunt, I, you've, you've got Lee's details at a total shunt. You can um, send him a direct message on Twitter or Instagram with them in there. But I could do with a few more reserve shunts for shows where Lee's not about. So if you can email them to me, three legs four wheels at gmail.com, I usually pick that email up so I'll be able to see them there and I can put them in the uh, reserve shunt storage. And if you want to get in touch with the rest of us, you can get us at three legs four wheels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and we individually. Can. At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And I've already said, but at Pablo100. Um, Formula Lee will be coming back soon when the new game comes out, which I do believe is next week, next Tuesday or Wednesday for the Michael Schumacher edition and Friday for the uh, normal priced version that everyone can buy. So in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have a review of that and uh, get the Formula League competitions running and maybe even do some league racing this season. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm quite looking forward to the career mode on this. um, Oh, the the uh, your team. Yeah, my team uh, thing. I think it's going to be quite cool. I watched a video about it. It was pretty good. Flood racing. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. But you you can race your own team online if you want as well. Oh, that'd be cool. So that, that that should be quite cool. But the um, yeah, I I thought it was quite fun that the Schumacher edition comes out a couple of days before <laughs> the standard version. Bending the rules just for Schumacher. Exactly. Trying to yeah. goad you into buying yeah. the more expensive version. There's only twenty quid difference. <laughs> yeah, for what is it for one car? Two cars. Well, the Benetton and the Jordan. Um, or the Ferrari, and you, get, uh, you get the Ferrari, the Ferrari and the Jordan. You still get sixteen cars on the on the standard game classics, and another and another ten cars from this season, and your own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's fine, unless you're a real Schumacher fan. Don't don't let Formula One trick you into spending extra money. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the Williams and Mercedes liveries won't be up to date when it comes out anyway. No, uh, that's a good point. That there, does there, mean there immediately be, there'll be updates, so you won't yeah. be able to play straight away. Yeah, there may be there may be updates um, quite shortly when Codemasters are like, right, okay, that's fine. Give me the liveries, and we'll put them into the game. <laughs> um, on the subject of, um, sort of sim and e and game racing, uh, still doing the iRacing races weekly. It's going to be the Lotus 79s at the historic Silverstone circuit this week. If you want to join in, drop a, drop us a line, get in touch on Discord. 
and um, you can join in with all of us. We're starting an official league in a, in a few weeks as well. That should be uh, that that should be fun and interesting. We actually might have to have some rules. Uh, right, thank you everyone for uh, for listening to our first real F one show with minimal tangents. There were a couple. Um, we'll be back next week in one form or another where we'll have a race to review and a race to preview. We're getting stared down by a cat like you've been here too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in, you're in her seat. She she likes no, the gaming no, chair. No, Bruno. Oh, is it Bruno? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, oh, you're in real bother. Right, in that case, the cats are taking over. I think uh, we're going to have to disappear. We'll be on Discord for a bit of a chat. We will, yeah. And uh, for everyone else, thank you for listening. Stay safe and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.